and welcome to the first ever episode of The Millennial Fact. This is crazy. I can't believe it. It's a long time coming and it's finally here, so... I know. I can't believe that we're finally sitting down and doing this. We've, (laughs) We've been talking about doing this for, what, two years now? Yeah, it's been quite some time now, but I mean, time flies and, you know, even this, I mean, just putting out the first episode, it seems like it's taken way too long. I know. But anyway, I'm your host, Nikki. And I'm BR. And today we're just going to like talk about our life in general, you know. We're both millennials. Um, and I mean, I don't know if that's like a good thing, a bad thing. Um, because like we millennials, we're considered to be like the most stereotyped generation. Um, and older generations, they just commonly describe us as lazy poorly prepared, without aspirations. And of course, like in my personal opinion, I think they're completely wrong. Um, And IADB did do a study in 2017 and 2018 um, that actually showed that these stereotypes couldn't be any more wrong. Um, I mean, not that I need a study to prove that, you know. So anyway, so I'm going off on this tangent. What this study showed was that eight out of 10 millennials actually go to school or they go to work or they actually do both. And in my personal situation, when I did go to college, I was doing both. So only 21% of this study were the people responsible for giving us this bad reputation among the older generations. Uh, and I'm not really like a big numbers person. I don't know. Are you? Definitely. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a numbers person. It really depends on the situation. But I mean, actually touching on that, I mean, speaking of working, I, I basically have been working since you legally can in the U.S. So, I mean, going back to the whole millennials are lazy, blah, blah, blah. I feel like, you know, myself, I've, I've been working for a really, really long time. So. I disagree completely about the millennials being lazy, but... Yeah, see, and, like, in my case, coming from Costa Rica, which the laws are, like, completely different and everything, I feel like my first real legitimate job wasn't until I got to college. Mm -hmm. And, of course, like, you and I have two completely different kind of, like, journeys or experiences regarding college. And just, like, this episode is titled the one that graduated and the one that didn't Mm -hmm. I actually sat through a full four years of college graduated with my bachelor's in advertising and public relations and you didn't no I I didn't graduate I took the completely opposite route I um I did go to school for you know I would what would you even say like a semester-ish kind of maybe a little bit more than that Oh, uh, let's say you did two semesters. Yeah. And um, you know, I just slowly, well, I always knew school in general wasn't for me. I'm more of like hands-on. I just want to learn by myself. I, I like to figure things out by myself. And, um, you know, I just I just like to get straight to work. I'd, I'd rather learn on the job than learn about how to do a job in a classroom, sitting down, taking notes, you know. So... Yeah, and I guess, like, now, after I did sit through the full four years of college and all that, like, I, I, I really do feel like I agree with you on that end. I do want to make a quick disclaimer here. Parents, if you're listening to this, don't come at us. <laughs> We're not saying 
And we're not advising anyone to go to college, to not go to college. I feel like this is just like personal preference. Um, this is something so intimate to each family. Mm. Um, I mean, of course, I'm the type of person that I feel like college is not for everyone. School's not for everyone. But again, don't come at us. We're not telling you what to do with your life. The thing is, too, go, touching on that, I also think in my situation now, if I were to go to college, I... I think I would be a lot more successful now. So there are those kids that should really wait a year or two and really think about it after high school before before venturing out and doing that because I don't know, it's a it's a huge change depending on how you grew up. I mean, I I grew up pretty sheltered, so it was a huge change for me and I mean, I know it was for you too because you grew yeah. up. Yeah. See, and I couldn't mm-hmm. agree more with what you're saying. I feel like in high school they really like don't prepare us. Mm-hmm. For college. No, not at all. In our heads, like we see college in movies and stuff like that, and it's all about partying and having fun and living on our own without our parents and all of that. But realistically, it's a scary thought because we're coming into something that we've never really done, or at least most of us haven't really done, just like living by ourselves, not having mommy and daddy do everything for us. So that just that responsibility or that new set of responsibilities will affect you so much and I know for for at least for myself I of course I can't speak for other people but for for myself my first year of college or no I take that back my first semester of college was kind of hard I mean not that I had bad grades or anything but I mean as I went through my college years my grades definitely started to go up and all of that but I feel like it was just like the shock of coming to college for the first time living on my own for the first time and Anyone who personally knows me and my family, they know that my mom is like a helicopter parent and she's like super over the top taking care of her kids. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing whatsoever. I love my mom. And if she could be helicoptering me right now, I would take it in a heartbeat. But I was extremely sheltered, like you said. Mm -hmm. I was like taken care of way too much. So when I came here, just the thought of having to do my own laundry freaked me out to the point where I like neglected my schoolwork until I met you and you taught me how to do laundry on my own. But I didn't even know how to do laundry either really. So or well, okay. we were both kind of just winging it at that point. But Agreed. Or I should also say when you introduced me to famous disco laundry, mm-hmm. who would do my laundry for a dollar a pound. Yeah. Shout out to disco laundry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, Like we were saying before, I really don't feel like college is for everyone. And I feel like to certain point, you really like, you don't need college to be successful. And I've been out of college. I graduated in 2017. I've been out of college since 2017. I did consider going for my master's and all of that. But after having my first job, mind you, it took so long to find a job right out of college because I didn't, I actually didn't have any internship experience. And in my field, advertising and public relations, these agencies, all they value is your internship experience. Like that's the first question in most of these entry level jobs at, at agencies. They want to know your experience level. They want, like, even though they know that you just graduated college, they just want to know what you can do and all of that. So, I didn't have that because I actually was working. I worked at J. Crew. Shout out J. Crew Boca for being my first job ever. 
so I was working at J. Crew. I was working in retail while I was still going to college. And while I worked at J. Crew, I was actually taking double my course load. Because for, for a moment there, I wanted to graduate early. Then I regretted that, so I stopped taking as many classes. But I, I was doing a lot of schoolwork. I was working a real job, not an unpaid internship like most of my friends. So when I did graduate, my first thought was like, okay, let me go straight into advertising, straight into PR, because that's what I went to school for. That's what my family paid for my degree for and whatnot. So um, my first thought straight out of college was, let me go do that. But it, it soon hit me that I was not going to get a job in an advertising agency because I had no experience whatsoever, aside from what my book work mm-hmm. or my, my school work yeah. was. Yeah. So that is like pretty well mind blowing for one and two it was like the saddest moment of my life that I went through four years of college and I couldn't even get a job in my field so that put so much in perspective for me and I mean I basically like I said earlier took the completely opposite way and I I went straight into just starting from the bottom and working my way up to becoming a director of marketing. So, I mean, I mean, I, I was basically at the right place at the right time when I really started focusing on marketing. This was before the Instagram influencing and all that stuff was a big thing. So I was actually one of the original Instagram influencers where they, um, they would, you know, basically fly you to places, pay for your meals, your whatever, and and pay you for doing all these posts and everything. And, and I'm telling you, the market was like, there was no one around. You were one of the OGs, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, with that, I was really, I don't know, it kind of sparked something in me to learn more about marketing. So, I mean, from that from that point, I just, you know, really buckled down and taught myself content creation, marketing, and, and all that. And, you know, like I said, worked my way up. So, I worked, you know... I actually started at a car dealership doing sales, but I mean, I, I hate sales. So, <laughs> I mean, I kind of just showed them what I could do. I um, kind of went on a trial period with them. I um, started doing their content, started doing their Facebook and Instagram. Then I started running all their Google pages. And then I started, um, you know, doing all their email work and er- literally everything. So, I mean, I was even designing their websites and all that stuff. So, I mean... I wound up basically working sales and then, you know, doing all of their marketing. I was their, their full marketing team and, um, you know, just keep moving on and up from there. And I mean, that's, that's the way I went about doing it. Yeah. See, and like that has always been for me, like the most mind blowing part of this whole thing. Like I was saying before, I feel like college is definitely not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And you learned so much more from being hands-on and teaching yourself all of this and like trying to figure it out on your own versus me. I sat through all these lectures and classes and tests and projects and stuff. And if you ask me today what I remember from college and I really don't remember that much to be completely honest, like all of my actual knowledge that I have in my field, which is like social media marketing, digital marketing, all of that, I've learned from the jobs that I've been able to get. So I've never worked in advertising. Like I've never actually worked in advertising. Facebook ads, I don't count as advertising. To me, that's like social media marketing. Um, So 
to me, it's just crazy that you were able to work yourself up in a company mm. yeah. so quickly too, because of all the skills that you've picked up from like real world experience and stuff that you've, you've mm. taught yourself. So, I mean, to me, that's just crazy. And another crazy thing for me to think is how my university did nothing to help me find a job. Mm-hmm. They, I feel yeah. like, th- I mean, I can't speak for other colleges. I do have friends that did go to other schools spread out throughout the U.S., even Europe and whatnot. Um, and I feel like a lot of these universities see us as cash cows. Yeah. Basically, that's what, I mean, I, that's the way I feel. And that's why I'm kind of like anti, anti-school, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no. And, and that's the thing. Like, of course, had I known this years ago, four, I don't even know what, seven years ago, um, I would have definitely put a little bit more thought into either what I was going to go to school for or if I would have even gone to school because I'll tell you a quick story. So my university did nothing to help me find work or they didn't give me a job. So like I said, I worked at J. Crew for a little bit. That was my first legitimate job. And that was what I was working at J. Crew, but I also had a student worker position at my school. So throughout my entire time in college, I was a student worker for my school. I worked in different departments. And they, when I graduated college, no one really helped me. I went to their, I, I don't even know what they call this office, where they help you with your resume and whatnot, like career connections. That's what they call mm-hmm. it. They looked over my resume. They gave me a couple notes and they sent me on my merry way. They, they praised themselves on like finding all these jobs for their students and this and that. Yet I have so many friends from college that career connections did absolutely nothing for aside from give them a couple notes on their resume. So I don't even know why this is a department there, but I mean, that's a whole nother story, you know, but on top of them, not really helping me find a job. Not that it's their responsibility to, for me to find a job, but that's just helping you find something is the least they can do after you spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars at these institutions and spend four years of your life there. But once I graduated, my senior year, I was working at the, in the admissions department. I wasn't really admitting people, but I was working one of like their sub-departments inside of admissions. And a vacancy had just come up. Mind you, I had spent the last year of my life working for them. And I basically knew the ins and outs of this office, how they worked, how they ran, what they did, absolutely everything. I learned two different systems because the systems changed while I was there. So when I graduated, this vacancy at this office opened and I was like, what better place for me to be than at this office? I already know what I'm doing. I was in that position basically as a student worker. They don't even have to be go out searching too far to find this person to fill this position. And I applied to the job, never heard back. So basically, my school ghosted me. I've applied for different positions. Like I applied in the marketing department. I, apl- I applied in the alumni affairs department. And I have been ghosted more times by this school than I ever did by a man. Mm-hmm. You know? And also, mind you, this is an extremely small school, so it's not like there's an overwhelming population of of students trying to do the same thing. I mean, it's not like there was an overwhelming population of of students on campus or anything. How many kids would you say really were graduating with us? 
I think I graduated with no more than probably 300 people, 400 people tops. Yeah. Honestly, like yeah. we came in with 700, yeah. but not everyone graduated with me. So when mm-hmm. I did graduate, it was maybe like 400 people at most. I mean, even 700 people, but I, it's, it's just crazy knowing that it's such a small school. And, and like touching on this whole small school situation. So this, this was where, the next thing that I was going to get at. So they never helped me. They didn't, they didn't never give me the job. They, some of these departments that I applied for did give me, um, like second interviews and whatnot. They ended up not giving me the position they didn't even send me a rejection letter. They just let this fizzle out and just nothing happened, right? So whatever, I ended up giving up on working there, you know? Did I want to work at my alma mater? Of course. Um, But I gave up. Maybe that, I thought that's probably not my path. Maybe I shouldn't work higher education, whatever. So a few months ago, I'm going to say maybe three months ago, I realized that I never received any of the quote-unquote alumni stuff, including my alumni card, uh, that they promise you once you graduate from their school. So I reach out to Alumni Affairs. I tell them, look, it's, I've been out of school for three years and I still haven't uh, received my alumni card. So they reach out to me. They're super nice. They're like, oh, okay, you'll get it in the mail next week. And I find this hilarious because... Finally, the day comes, the card is in the mail. I go to open to proudly pull out my card. And guess what? My name was spelt wrong. My name. I was at the school for four years. That's how little they know their students or they care. And this school was a private school that is tiny. And like you couldn't even look it up in your database. I guess not. That's how, that's why I get so frustrated with the whole university talk, you know, the whole schooling talk, because I could have done so much with the hundreds of thousands of dollars that were invested in my education. Had I known that this piece of paper would have done pretty much nothing for me. It's to me, I feel like for like nowadays, like it's mostly like your parents and your grandparents that want you to go to school and graduate and have that title, you know, because yeah. that's what they did. Mm-hmm. That's what their generations did. That was the circle of life, you know, that's what you had to do. Yeah. But seriously, I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. Do I really need this degree to perform the duties that I'm performing, you know? No, I, I definitely don't think so. No, I think I think it's more about experience. And I think, you know, especially in marketing about creativity and, you know, just trying to get your point across. I mean... It, you don't need to have good grades or you don't have to have proof of good grades to be really good at doing something. And, um, I mean, mainly if you just have a passion for something, it's, I mean, you could just go off of that. You know, I, I don't know. Um, well, let's, let's talk about this. What would you have used your college, college money for? Had you known what actually, you know now? Yeah, that actually just reminded me that, I mean, if I had four years and a hundred thousand dollars, there's some serious things that I would have done with that. I mean, you know me very well. I would have definitely invested it somehow in real estate. Um, you know, the market down here in South Florida, when we first moved down here was, it was a lot cheaper and it just, I, especially in the area that we live in. Yeah. I always kind of, 
well, my parents actually moved down here, and I, I kind of was trying to push them towards this house, push them towards this house. It was X amount, and then a few years later, after, you know, after this big real estate boom happened, it was almost what double or triple the amount that yeah. that it was selling for, and I just I had a feeling about it, and I've had a lot of those feelings. I just real estate is one of those things where I I probably would have. I feel like you thrive in yeah. that industry. Yeah. Like, even though you don't work that industry now, I feel like you just thrive. Like, mm. you, it comes, like, naturally to yeah. you. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, real estate is definitely something. I, I would have been more on, like, the flipping houses yeah. side of no, real estate. That, yeah, that, I mean, me, me too, for sure. I mean, that, being a landlord, all that. Yeah, but, I mean, being that I did go through the four, full four years and $160,000 later... I probably, like, now that I think about it, um, I probably would have gone to beauty school, gotten my full cosmetology license, mm-hmm. and opened up my own salon. Yeah. Like, that's that's my dream in life, to yeah. own my own salon. I don't know about nowadays, with this whole pandemic and everything, what that industry is even going to be like once the world goes back to normal. Yeah. And I feel like that's another a completely different conversation that we could have. Mm-hmm. But... My dream has always been to own my own salon. I have so many ideas. I, I'm very like I, I like stuff that's very hands on. Me too. So I feel like the yeah. beauty industry is the place where I should have been. So of course, if I could take four years of my life back and one hundred sixty thousand dollars, I would have invested it in the beauty industry somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whether it was my cosmetology license and a salon, or I mean, I don't know, but that I feel like that's where. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I would have joined you too in that because I'm hands on, and I mean, we've always talked about opening up our own business. So, I mean, there's so many things that you could do. Like I said, with four years and a hundred thousand dollars, you don't even need the money if you have four years to invest your time into something, and you just spend four years doing exactly that. I mean. You'll definitely get somewhere if, if you're determined. So. Oh, 100%. And using the, the beauty industry as an example, too, I've worked in spas, I worked in salons, and I feel like that's really where I got all of my skills from. Yeah. I, I feel super comfortable in the beauty industry. And I will give it to the salon owner. Or no, I take that back. And to the spa owner, mm-hmm. um, at the first gig that I ever worked at, in the beauty industry, she really took her time to train her employees herself and not just train them in the position that they were going to be in, but really give them like full insight of the beauty industry, current trends, like everything. This woman's invested so much of her time and her resources into building up her employees that that's really where I, I knew that I wanted to do something in the beauty industry, own my own salon, own my own business. So yeah, definitely, definitely if I had to do it all over again, that's how I would do it. Of course, at 18, mm-hmm. 18, 19, you really don't know what you're doing with your life. Yeah. So yeah, just touching back on what you were saying before, I feel like you really need to give yourself like a year before college, like between college and high school to really, really know what it is that you want to do with your life. Even go and work a job work a job and that, like do adult things. I mean, yeah. don't, no, and don't even, like not cook your own food. Don't not do your own laundry. Like you have to learn how to do that. Exactly. Because I mean, I, I mean, even like, 
it's it's difficult. I mean, it's really hard if if you have all these new things that you're learning how to do, and then you're adding school on top of that. It kind of just, you know, it's not, it it really could affect someone. So. And not only that, one I feel like one of the biggest tips that I could give a high school senior would be think of exactly what it is that you want to be doing four years from now. Like what field you want to be in or what you want your career to, to look like and take a year, take six months to go work in that industry. Even Mm -hmm. if it's at the very bottom, like even if you're, I don't know if you want to be in the beauty industry, even if it's scrubbing toilets at a salon, like go work in that industry so that you actually know firsthand what the industry is like. Mm -hmm. So you, you really like build up your, your skills through firsthand knowledge, you know? So, I mean, I'm again, I'm not telling anyone to go to school, to not go to school, to take a year off before school. Don't come at me, but I think people too should, uh, I made this mistake. Don't go after money, go after what you actually want to do, because I feel like that's another reason why I wound up kind of leaving school because I went straight for a profession that, you know, I'd be making, you know, six figures as soon as I left school or whatever. So, you know, money will come to you no matter what industry you're in. So I, I mean, seriously, it sounds cliche, but do what you actually love and don't be a stupid teenager and make the mistake I did, you know? Yeah. But I, I mean, I feel like we all make mistakes and we grow from there. Cause look at how far you've gotten with your life Yeah, well, from yeah. those mistakes. Yeah. But no, I definitely agree. Like money's not everything because you can find money in anything. Literally anything. So, you could be a millionaire anyway. Yeah. And people don't really tell you that because, I mean, they just kind of go with the conventional way of, of becoming a millionaire or whatever. Everyone wants to be a millionaire. There's so many unconventional ways of doing it too. No, I agree. And I also think that people have the misconception that they're going to graduate college and automatically be in these like really well-paying positions. Honey, you have to work yeah. for that money. Yeah, you do. Because nothing is going to land on your lap. You're not going to get a six-figure salary right out of college. You have to prove yourself. There's people that have been in these industries for how long? And they're still trying to get to their ideal salaries. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's all of these things that our grandparents, our parents feed us all these lines like oh you have to go to college to be successful you have to do this to be successful you have to do that you have to be in this industry to make money you have to have a 401k you have to put money into a savings account you have to pay for retirement blah 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 blah. like it gets so repetitive and so boring and I've realized because mind you I've been in positions after college that pay a lot of money they pay my health insurance 401k this this and that and I have never been so miserable in my life as I was in those positions. Uh, one last quick story of my job journey before, because I feel like this is getting super long and it's just me saying stories. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the happiest that I have ever been, not counting right now where I am in life, but the happiest I have ever been since graduating college was actually when I was working at a hair, a hair salon last year. 
after I got sick and I needed just like a really simple minded job, just something really like stress free. Mm -hmm. I was working the front desk at a really high end hair salon in Boca. And that like that job was paying me $12 an hour, which is literally nothing. I was working part time. I had just gotten out of a really, really, really well-paying job. Again, it was paying health insurance, 401k, whatever. Um, but I was so happy going into work every single day, going into that salon. I liked the clients. I loved the people that I worked with. I loved being in that environment. And the $12 an hour meant nothing because I was so content with my life at that point. That was exactly where I had to be to like kind of, I guess, find myself yeah. in a sense. And, and what's mind blowing too is even a bad day for you at that job was still a good day because you, you could just, I, I could always tell that you enjoyed being there and doing that. So, I mean, yeah, I completely agree. Sorry to cut you off, but that was no, a no. moment. No, I completely <laughs> agree with what you said. Um, so yeah, money doesn't always mean happiness yeah. and that's where I want to leave it off for today. Do you have anything else you want to add? Um, no, I mean, for that, that's really basically it today, I think. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to our first episode, Cheekies, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.